day by day, is the shizzle. What it do, what it is, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Day by Day podcast for your Day by Day broadcast. I am your host, Day Day, and today we have a special episode featuring a special guest recording live from Maxwell Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina. But the guest that I have today is from the DMV. You know what I'm saying? He's just out here for a trip. I'd like to welcome the one and only Corey in the building. Yo, what it do? I should have said Corey in the house and not from that so raven. I think that would have been <laughs> tough, but this one is is cool too. But what's going on, bro? I actually hear that one a lot. Corey in the house? Yes. Yeah, it's it's simple. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's simple. It goes along with it. So like, even like when the show was like out, people used to call you Corey in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Where is he now? I don't know, man. It's like all the Disney Channel. Once kids stars, it's it's I don't know something about Disney Channel. It's like some type of cult over there or something, man. They never turn up good afterwards. Yeah, I I feel like that's all related to this conversation. Yeah, ex- exactly. Seriously, it really is. Um, so before we you know started recording and whatnot, we mentioned you know we were talking about the show a little bit, and you said for the people by the people is your cup of tea, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because me the outside looking into you know things that you're involved in i would say you're heavily involved in the community would you agree yes yeah so what is it about being heavily involved with the community that you know is something that you uh seek to do i mean to be honest i i went to school school grew up in the in this place called howard county mm-hmm. in, in maryland mm-hmm. and and there's a certain level of of prestige in that community and 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 so i think it's a level of entitlement of like yo if i'm gonna live in this motherfucking world mm-hmm. this world about to work for me and my people mm. i i refuse to 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 be treated or looked at as less than i refuse to have have less than than the next person so it, it's more about like what do i need to get involved in to make sure that i'm good to make sure that my family good to make sure that my people good mm. truly for the people by the people I like that. You're saying, you know, you you took your elements and you really are using it, you know, for the for the better of everyone around you, including yourself. You wasn't just, you know, selfish with, you know, whatever you saw that may have been, you know, uh, more prestige than a few others who are less fortunate. You want to bring them to the level as well. You don't want to just, you right. know. Nah, that perfectly makes sense. Um, and speaking of which, uh, recently position that you... Um, acquired, which I'd like to give a shout out and congratulations to, is you are now the vest- vice president of the Howard County chapter of the NAACP. Yeah. That's huge, bro. Yeah. That's still huge. not sure how it happened, but I- I'm happy to be here. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, you know, what does being a part of, first off, what does being a part of the NAACP mean to you? Um, to, to me, the biggest thing is, is, uh, a nationally recognized platform, right? So when we look at the NAACP, I think what a lot of people miss, which unfortunately a lot of our people, is NAACP, the the focus is policy, right? A lot of people look for like, what is NAACP doing in the community? I don't, I don't see them feeding the hungry. I don't see them, right? But mm-hmm. I think sometimes what our community misses is like, Yo, so I professionally, like younger in my professional year, I used to have a supervisor that used to tell me, like, if it ain't written down, it didn't happen. Right. And so just when you think about policy, like if it's not written into policy, don't nobody care about that. Mm-hmm. We, you know, a lot of people have goodwill, want to do good. Right. But until you put that into law, you can't tell me you care. Yeah. So when it comes to, to NAACP, I, I appreciate the opportunity to not 
only look at and advocate and push for policy on a local level, but to be connected to people throughout the country fighting the same fight, right? So when we're looking at uh, what works best in Howard County, what, what works best in Maryland in terms of policy, whether it is education, uh, economic development, criminal justice, right? Being able to call somebody in Michigan, being able to call somebody in Georgia, in Charlotte, and be like, yo, what, what y'all got? What y'all working on? Mm-hmm. Um, and see see kind of what works best for our community and, and build from there. Um, and then also just being connected to, to, to folks with a, a similar mindset, right? A similar, like, we all we got, we in this together, how we going to elevate and liberate our people? Absolutely. So what um, what are some expectations for you personally with the position? Um, personally, I, I would say bring in a new wave, right? So I don't plan on doing it forever. Um, I am privileged to be one of the youngest on our executive team and just changing the face of what that looks like. Like I, I will, I will secretly admit that I might be a little ageist. Um, and I, I think that often young people are overlooked and doubted. And so really just bringing more, more young folks to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think often we, we know a lot more and have experienced a lot more than we're given credit for. Yeah. Um, and so again, when it comes to creating policy, when it comes to creating programs, I swear millennials are masterminds. Yeah. I mean, plus just, you know, we're more in the front lines of certain things that Absolutely. may, that may be more passe now. I mean, the world is changing clearly. And it's like you said with the millennials, I mean, it's more, it's more millionaire millennials than, you know, there have been of any age combined in the past. Right. So uh, clearly we're adapting for the better with things. So what's the average age of the other um, the other positions? Um, so I would say in our executive committee, average age, probably like 42. Oh, wow. So are you the youngest? I am the second to youngest. Second to youngest. That's still, that's still huge because I'm pretty sure you're bringing a lot of, you know, ideas and whatnot that I don't know maybe maybe they are or aren't you know accustomed to that way of thinking at first but with anything with any business that realizes change happens and they eventually you can't always live in the past especially with businesses everything is innovative right so you have to be able to move forward so I'm pretty sure they can definitely appreciate that having a, a you know a younger voice unless you know they're arrogant with you know nah we're going to keep things the way it is but no business really stays at a high level with that type of mentality. And I'll say one of the things I appreciate and I sometimes laugh at is like I am I'm the vice president right so I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm second in command and the youngest so on our executive team we have appointed members and we have elected members so i'm the i am the youngest elected member elected um for the and so just when it comes in and changing the way we do things <laughs> sometimes it's really a matter of like no nah, that's what we doing because mm-hmm. because yo y'all elected me for a reason right. so these two and a half hours meetings y'all used to no nah, we're not doing that mm-hmm. we're gonna cut this to an hour Send in a written report, right? Don't nobody got time to sit through this. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody have an interest in sitting through this. Right. Y'all don't even want to sit through this, yeah. right? Like, um, so it, it's actually really interesting. And obviously, you you get your pushback, like you say, but I, I'm a, a full believer that the vision will be seen uh, if not now, then at the end, and that's yeah. what it's about. Yeah, I can tell you're on you're on the right wave. You know what I mean? I can I could definitely tell that. Yeah. You know, you're a go-getter. You're someone who's, you know, ambitious about it, who's who's outspoken about it as well, which is important, especially with someone with a vice president role. So you said before, you know, kind of jokingly, you don't know how you got there, but let's talk about that a little bit. So what initially got you intrigued into the position? Um, dang, you got me saying this shit publicly. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually never interested. I okay. was never interested in holding any official title, any official role. Um, I was down to help with events. I was down to give ideas, but in terms of, of, of holding a position, it was never my interest because to me, it was a, a bunch of old folks who was out of touch and, and was doing work that I felt like could be 
done better. Uh, and then I was approached about it. So one, I was tapped about it a couple times. Like you should, you should think about this. You mm-hmm. should really. And honestly, I, I think they all got together. And was like, all right, we gonna each pick a Tuesday, and every week somebody else gonna ask them. Mm. Um, but after being tapped a couple times, and then I, I thought about it, and I was like, look, if I'm gonna really be involved in some shit, I'm gonna make it work for me. Yeah. So cool. Y'all want to throw me in view? Got it. Y'all but got just know me. I'm I'm about to, <laughs> yeah. right. I'm about to make this shit work for me. Mm-hmm. And who I identify as my people. Yeah. So what's the significance of, or yeah, what's the significance of seeing your people, black people, in high position, high platform roles such as NAACP? What does you know? What does that mean to you? Like how significant is that to you? Seeing us in higher roles. So I'll, I'll say, um, it. I, I will pause and give a shout out to. Um, I got the opportunity. My. One of my my very best friends in the world uh, serves on the school board in his uh, district, Mm. and he is the youngest elected school board member um, and the longest serving school board member um, and the youngest, actually very similar, right? Like youngest vice chair to ever serve in that role. Wow. And so I had the opportunity to like watch that since high school, right? So Mm. you've been on the school board since a junior and then graduated, got elected, and has been on the school board for like 10 years. And so I, th- I think that, one, when I look at – so shout out to Ed Burroughs. Uh, but when I look at, to me, like, Ed is just a regular-ass dude, mm-hmm. right? And so when I look at the the opportunity or the possibility of, like, having just regular-ass people serving these major roles, mm-hmm. it just changed my perspective of, like, you don't, you don't have to be a 50-year-old – white man mm. who has been in politics for 30 years, mm. right? Like, really, if you have experience in the area in which you're leading, like, go for it. Right. Um, and so for me, just just the opportunity and the, the being able to see and know that, like, contrary to popular belief, there is no prerequisite to serving in, in any leadership role, right? Like, I, th- I think that it is a deterrent to get us not to do it because you know people get scared of passion but like if you care about something just go for the top just go for it what would you say is more important in these roles being knowledgeable on you know the information that they're sharing or being passionate and charismatic i would say like people really feeling that you're for them and the reason why I ask that is because you may have, let's use the past presidential election, for example. Donald Trump may not be as knowledgeable on certain things, but the fact that he was so charismatic towards people, that people he gravitated towards people, that's all a lot of Americans needed. I mean, clearly, because he was elected president, opposed to maybe, I'm pretty sure it was multiple, multiple people he was running against that was more knowledgeable on what was going on. And it clearly showed a split in the two. So as far as, you know, with these position roles, what would you personally say is more important and influential? That's a a difficult question. So I'm going to spin it a little bit Uh in that I think that to me, what is most important is being connected to the people. Mm -hmm. And so that connection is like it's, it's a middle between the two. Yeah. Because... I think as a country, we don't credit enough informal education, right? So it got to be on a piece of paper. It has to be on a certificate in order for me to say like, oh, you actually know something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you've if you've been poor all your life, who better to represent people of a lower economic status, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't need you to have a degree in economics. I don't need you to have it, right? Right. That is your lived experience. Right. So when it comes to making laws, policies, programs, you you know that like the back of your hand because that, yeah. that is your life. You literally walked in the steps of, you know, you, you walked in the shoes of what we're seeing and going through. Right. So you're not just going off of what you've seen on paper. You're going off of what you've seen right. in person. This, this isn't a case study out of a textbook. Yeah. Right. Like th- this is my cousin. Mm-hmm. This is my auntie. Yeah. Um, and so I, when it when it comes to President Trump, I, I think that. Part of why that is such an interesting topic is because as a country, we're in denial 
that Donald Trump is a representation of this country, mm. right? Like we we like to discredit him for for what he knows and how he moves, but the reality is he got elected because there are many people that share the same mind as him. Mm-hmm. Now, now the, the minority may be there many people that may share it publicly, mm-hmm. but you still have the same beliefs. Yeah. Right? So the the fact that that was even possible uh the fact that he, he is even thinking about rerunning in another election, yeah. right? To me shows me where our country is. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there, there are folks egging him on. And we're we not talking about a city. We're not talking about a state. Like, he was elected. And granted, we can talk about the Electoral College and how that is yeah. interesting. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a representation of the country. Mm-hmm. And, but, but back to what you said, I mean, I think knowledge of the people is what is most important. Yeah. And of real people, not textbook people. Yeah. No, nah, I agree. Um, and and I, since we were talking about Trump, I know we ain't going to spend like that. But it was interesting to me with Trump. What really stood out to me with this past election is how, for one, how much, you know, the African-American community really doesn't or didn't vote. So this was the first time I've seen, like, commercials with all sorts of actors and athletes before the election. It was commercials of all athletes, actors, actresses coming on the TV, coming on these commercials and saying vote. That's what they were saying, but really what they were saying was vote to get Trump the fuck out of office. <laughs> right. I've right. never seen that before. I mean, it was all ty- radio, like everywhere you looked and turned and on the radio, whatever, uh, Pandora ads. It was ads for people with voices saying vote, but it was a code to that. And you, it's, it's funny that you say that, and I, I don't want to take us down too much of a rabbit hole, but I was listening to uh, something last week, and, and right along this line, the, the conversation was, um, the, or the question was, does our current vice president not go hard enough for our people, mm-hmm. right? And, and so the conversation was, but she's the vice president of everybody, right? You got to walk the line, right? You, and somebody called in and was like, but Trump went hard as hell for his people. Right. And so it's interesting that you talk about like subliminal messages mm-hmm. uh, and how like we still scared to straight up say like, no, nah, Trump got to go yeah. because we, we want to be be nice about the harm that has been done. Mm-hmm. But Trump nor his followers gave a fuck about the harm that they was doing. No, not right. Like, <laughs> Let's look back to January 6th. Right. Like no fucks given. Well, um, that, that was that the capital. Right. The capital storm. Yeah. So it's just interesting how we 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 often forget, and I think that's when we're taking advantage of because we always want to be the nice one, right? But it's like, man, it's like, is there really any winning? Because whether we're the nice one or the one that's you know showing displaying some type of reaction, it's always a loss on our end. Right, so where where does what's the it, loss for reaction? P- uh, being killed by police, being arrested—that's off of reaction, uh, the slightest of reaction, or you know, being down talked. Um, I'll use a good example: the um, about a year or two ago, when the news reporter, the white lady on the news reporter, LeBron, you know, had some type of he spoke something something to do with politics about the president and whatnot. It was mm-hmm. nothing crazy, and reporter said, "Shut up and dribble." Right. That's a slight reaction. LeBron was just voicing his opinion and he got bashed on, you know, the news saying shut up and dribble, stay out of it, whatever. And then when Drew Brees, uh, white quarterback for the Saints, um, probably like, you know, within a year later or whatever, he spoke out against, uh, you know, the the whole, you know, kneeling during the American flag. It's something to do with, you know, the Kaepernick, the boycott with the season. And they haven't even really, you know, they weren't really kneeling. It was teams in unison locking arms just saying like, yeah, y'all singing in the land of the free, but it's not the case for everybody in this country. And when Breeze kind of, you know, stated, uh, had statements against that, which a lot of people, same thing, same thing, politics, and a lot of people was like, yo, that's messed up. And a lot of people coming for Breeze, the same news reporters, was saying, hey, he can voice his opinion. He's an American citizen. Da 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 da. 
right? So I'm saying that's the, you know, that's just a slight example of reaction. And then you have, you know, further ones where, you know, like I said, b- police brutality or police killings and whatnot. And we're going to get to that. Um, but yeah, just, I was just saying, you know, with, it just has, it just has us thinking a lot of, you know, where do we win? Whether we're a good guy or bad guy is still, I mean, it's, it's, t- it's tremendous steps being taken. Absolutely. But, but it's still, you know, it still feels like no matter which one we do is not enough. So I, I think I, I found peace in in the the idea that it took us a really long time to get us into the shit that we in. Right. A really long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm talking even past slavery. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as, as hard as it is for me to accept, I recognize that I will. I will not see the change that I want to see, right? Mm-hmm. The the country that I want to live in, yeah. 95% sure I will never see. Yeah. Uh, but how how dare I not get us a step closer? Mm-hmm. Um and so I we all going to die regardless, mm-hmm. right? And and one of the the most impactful things I had um a mentor say to me and because I used to have that same fear of like, nah, but if you speak up, they're going to beat the shit out. They're going to kill you. And yeah. it's like, but we're all going to die regardless. Mm-hmm. So I would rather die at peace. Mm-hmm. And I ain't saying I'm trying to get killed. I know what you mean. Um, but I would rather die at peace knowing like every day I woke up and fought for the people. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I did. I did the work of the people. Mm-hmm. Um than to be on my deathbed and feel like, oh, I could have did more, but I was scared to. Mm. Or I could have did more, or I chose not to. Or I was selfish, right? Yeah. Like, me personally, it just doesn't sit well with me. So it's like, fuck it. We- yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Those exact words were the, <laughs> that was the persona of, um, did you see uh, Judas and the Black Messiah? I did. That's exactly pretty much what Fred Hampton said during his last, you know, last uh, rally or speech was you would, that had his, you know, uh, girlfriend shook. Because he pretty much said the same thing. Yeah. He's like, listen, I mean, we're going to die. So if I have to get taken out, it was for the people pushing towards that step. Right. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what happened. That just reminded me of it. But damn, wasn't that movie great, bro? It, it was. It was. That movie was great, man. And I um, so at Bowie, my favorite, my, my I, it was my top two favorite class I ever took in college was uh, African-American history from 1865 to present. And I had to do a report on the Black Panthers, and I did, you know, like a um, a good part of it on Fred Hampton. So I already knew what was coming, but you know, just seeing that it it like so I was already kind of prepared. You know, I wasn't, you know, I, I was still angry, of course. Seeing yeah. shit like that makes you angry, but I was somewhat prepared. But still, man, that movie, man, it just really shows you, you know, like is it is it is the change? It's a lot of change happening now because it's being displayed. All that shit was raw. It was really going on, but it was just hidden. It wasn't no cameras and stuff out like right. now. So I think we, you know, I'm definitely appreciative of, you know, the cameras and the phones and stuff being out now. It sends them scattering. They don't completely disperse, but it puts them in hiding, which is, a, I mean, it's, it is a step closer. So, and I think that what's interesting, even as we talk about this, is, and, and again, all this is personal opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody going to believe what they believe. I definitely feel often black people feel the responsibility mm-hmm. or the weight of fixing white people's problems, right? What do you like, mean by that? Uh, black people did not create racism, right? Mm-hmm. Black people cannot fix racism. Mm-hmm. It requires for white people to recognize, acknowledge, um, and dismantle racism and white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the the role of the black community is to educate ourselves and become one as a community. Mm-hmm. Um, because even even when we talk about the movie, right? Like the dude that that uh, they hired to to basically be a spy and take him out, that shit still happens, right? Oh, yeah. Like we we it. How much does it take to to sell out our people? Right, mm-hmm. like for the for the right check, yeah, for the right amount of money, and I'm not even talking on no extreme stuff like that. I'm talking about like your everyday workplace, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like how often, how often in our our lower paying jobs do we hire a black supervisor 
to literally just watch over the other black staff. Mm. Right? Like, Damn, that's a great point. And that's the shit that... And, and, I, and I was actually just having this conversation with someone a couple of weeks ago around, like, it's important to us in the education to recognize, like, yo, your role may be the supervisor, but you're also the bridge. So if you're not connecting to your management around, like, what your team needs and what these people needs rather than, than lashing the whip every time they don't have on the right uniform or have on their shirt tucked it, like... Yo, you literally are that same person. You are that same person in 21. Mm-hmm. And that's what's holding us back. What did uh what Jay-Z say? Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga, still nigga. Right. Yeah. And they look at us all this. And I, I think for me, when we when we talk about this this bit of a beast that's been created in me, is because I've watched it all and I realize like we are looked at all the same, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up in a community that prided itself on diversity, that prided itself on inclusion. And I also watched my black peers be suspended three times as much as my white peers, mm. right? I, I watched black kids be stopped by the police in this really diverse neighborhood that loves inclusion, right? And be harassed. Yeah, And so it's just realizing like, same thing you said. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, cool. Let's go out loving our people and making sure that we good. Yeah. Um. And man, it's we. It's so it's so much of it that we could talk about for so long. Real quick with the you know you seeing you know black kids being harassed. I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking with my cousin about it, it's like yo it's it's crazy how so many you know black people have a story of when they were stopped by police when they was kids or teenagers doing absolutely nothing. My first time, the first time it happened, and it's like everyone has that first time it happened. Yeah. The first time it happened for me, I was riding a bike with my friend. That was it. We was riding bikes, and I guess it was a little dark or whatnot, and we got stopped by the police, and we was like by a creek. So they took that as we were involved in something we shouldn't be involved in. And, um, yeah, we was, like, at a spot we weren't supposed to. I don't know. We was, like, we was in a public spot, and they stopped us. We was on bikes. They stopped us, took our bikes, put us in cuffs, and took us home. We didn't do nothing wrong. We, I still can't remember exactly the exact detail, but I was, like, 12. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that sticks with me. And, like, everyone I come across, they have that one story. Or when they were driving and got pulled over for no reason and, you know, searched and whatnot and they call for nothing it's just crazy how much you know even though that's slight that's still trauma that's in every just about i would say at least 95 percent of black people you know involved with you know police stopping and harassment and whatnot so i made it till i made it to to 16 16 and it's crazy that you say everything that you said because i never realized how much this is etched in my brain Mm -hmm. it was black friday Mm. uh my uh, homeboy wanted a TV, so we went to Sears mm-hmm. at the Columbia Mall. Shout out to Sears. Right. Is that, that joint still alive? It is not. I was going to say, R.I.P. Sears. My point exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I remember, you know, Black Friday's packed. I remember a security guard coming over to us and being like, you got to go. Wow. And literally, I'm like confused. Like, yeah. And again, I'm six. This is the first. This is my first like. Yeah. And yeah. right? So I'm like, yeah. what? It th- it this is my green off. ass. Like, Wait, what? Yeah. And he's like, you got to go. The manager said, you got to go. And I'm like, well, we have to go for what? He said, because you were, y'all were in here stealing cameras yesterday. Mm. And I was like, me and my logical ass, I'm like, if we stole a camera yesterday, why would we come back why today? Why would we come back? Like, what, what sense does that make? <laughs> and he's like, well, well the manager said, you got to go. Mm. Yo, what we, we getting put out of raggedy ass Sears in right. front of all these people because we stole a camera yesterday? Mm. What? And it's it's because cr- I remember that night just being confused. Like mm-hmm. I what I'm I I don't even know what to say or how to react. You fit the description of a black male. Right. That's all it takes. Literally. Right. Yo, the exact I, I mean I'm I'm not gonna go on a whole spiel about this, but the second case, this is a more serious case. I fit the description of a black man with dark clothing, long story short, and got arrested for something I didn't do. In the same place that the crime took spot in an hour or two later after it happened. So again, to what you said, why would I come back 
to the they said we you know um robbed and assaulted someone why would i come back to the exact spot that someone that i robbed and assaulted someone walking like nothing happened an hour or two later right and you're saying i fit the description of black male dark clothes but that's all it takes and that's all you know that's all it's just that slightest of reason that's needed that's all it is um and to rewind before actually this next thing to rewind a little bit you said uh you know it's like a 95 percent chance that we won't see the change that we want this may be a little weird, but um, I was watching. Uh, you, you ever see Watchmen? No. Like that superhero movie? Do you know about Doctor Manhattan? No. He's pretty much like a, a an invincible superhero who just you know doesn't. He's he's immortal and just doesn't die. He can like make someone you know instantly combust with a snap of fingers. And it's a scene in Watchmen where he grows about a hundred, two hundred feet tall, and it, it took place during the Vietnam War. And it was showing him walking through the fields of Vietnam and, you know, all the Viet Cong, like, bowing down to him, surrendering. And this is weird, but, like, it's it's, it's sad that it's to the point where I see the only way that, you know, the racism can completely dissolve is if we had, like, a Dr. Manhattan figure walking through and just obliterating anyone, you know, who's racist or whatever it is not everyone but just enough to display you know the power that he has and then all the other races kind of bow down and vowing to not being racist no more you know because they they know they won't be able to stop this you know what i'm saying but i just say that to say that it's it's sad that that's the only logical way i can see of it completely dissolving you know what i mean because like i said it it may seem like something's dissolving but it's just it's just scattering because everything's on display now it's not dissolving because that's something that's passed down by generations of racists but i mean I i think that what what a lot of us don't don't realize and and that's where this work with naacp is so interesting is because I'll be the first to tell you, and it's definitely why I didn't even wasn't interested in holding a position. All all skin folk ain't kin folk, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 even when we look at NAACP, not everybody in the NAACP nationally really believes in the liberation of people. They may think they do, mm-hmm. right? But if you still believe in in power structures and overpowering people, like. Yo, that literally is all based in white supremacy. That's the that's yeah. Right? It's it's the same principles with, yeah. with a different thing. So so I mean, I think it's it's deeper than that, but it, it requires all of us to to get rid of this this aspiration to overpower other people. Mm. Right? Like mm-hmm. I, we we teach kids to grow up and want to not lead work and take work farther, but like to lead other people, right? Like you want to go be the boss of like why right not like oh make the world a better place but like oh no you gotta go be a boss right Mm -hmm. it's kind of like what so i think it requires all of us to really let go of this this idea of like i need to be the most powerful one Mm. right so what do you so what do you suggest everyone is on the same level as far as everyone in power and everyone else at the same level I mean, I, th- I think there, there definitely, I, and I definitely think there is a, a, it's a mindset thing, right? So I don't want to make it seem like I don't believe in power structures. Yeah. But because I definitely believe in like family structures and family hierarchy and wisdom and, and respecting elders and, and all of that. But I think that you are, you, that's an earned place, mm-hmm. right? Not a given place. And so shifting out of, this idea of like power is just given right you work for your your place or your status in the community it's not just given to you right right and i I hate (laughs) but i feel like black people in some ways have mastered it right because we think about like street cred right it's not you don't just show up in in a black neighborhood and you that nigga Mm -hmm. right like you that nigga because you have you have done shit for your people Mm -hmm. now granted that shit isn't always the most positive of shit. Yeah. But like just the whole idea of like you work for it. You you yeah. don't just show up and think that, oh all right, I'm that nigga. Mm-hmm. Like um like Scarface or or uh paid in full. <laughs> you know, how how uh how A Boogie, you know, he he was at the bottom but the work ended up becoming what he was until but those are just, you know, <laughs> drug related examples just because that's like, you know, the the first thing we always think of. 
Um, but not, nah, and also, you know, with, with the with as far as that power structure we're overlooking, I mean, that's it's it's a lot of corruption that goes with it in politics as well. That and corruption in yep. politics as well. So let me ask you: Have you been in? Have you been? You know, have you ever thought about being and coming involved with politics? I have, I have actually, and very recently. Mm. Um, I but I, I said that I would, I would do it for one or two terms and be done because I have no aspirations of being a politician. So, for me, I would. Uh, run for public office just to show motherfuckers how it should be done mm-hmm. and then bow out because that's not an interest of mine, mm-hmm. right? Like, I uh, I have found one of my biggest... Family has just become more of a priority to me now, right? So this whole idea and when we look at public service and even myself when I look at just being involved in so many other things, I have recently recognized how much I take away from my own family, mm. Right. And so just wanting to just put more time into that or prioritize that more. Because um, I think that in the in the black community, that's a lot of what we're missing is like the family unit. Yeah. And so I don't want to sacrifice that for people who may or may not care or be responsive to it. And I ain't even talking about my people. Yeah. So what if what if you get in? You said you, you know, initially want to get in. To show, you know, show the people how it's done, how it needs to be done, how it can be done at a productive level. What if you do that and it takes off good? After two years, you dip and it, it falls right back down. That I'm not offended. Yeah, I'm saying, would you want to get involved in it, even if you're more so behind the scenes? With so, it? I mean, I think that I, I, it is, I come from a family of educators, um... And, and so I watched my cousins, my grandmother, my, you know, on one side, my grandmother was a teacher. On the other side, she was a mortician, right? So I, I literally have watched um, my sister is, is trying to go into to, um, public health and, and uh, health consulting, right? And so I think it is always in me to serve the people, but I, I think that I... I um, do not want to give my life to, well, I don't want to say I won't give my life to the people. I just think that there has to be boundaries. I'm all about boundaries. So as long as it, I'm recognizing and cause I also work in public service, right? I work mm-hmm. in, I work in public and, uh, and local government. And so I recognize in order to give it, do it right, you have to put your all in it. There isn't, because the system is so fucked up, yeah. you you have to answer the phone at 11 o'clock at night. You have to spend your weekends at, at community programs and, and being out in neighborhoods. And yeah. and so I think for me, it's like, I'm willing to do that right now. I got a good a good five, 10 years left in me, but I'm, I'm not doing that at 50 because mm-hmm. to me, it's important to just uh, create and secure and maintain my own family. Mm-hmm. And it's just not something I'm willing to risk. I get what you're saying. Um, who's some, I know you mentioned one earlier. I don't know if you said his name, but who's some mentors and or idols uh, in the black community with higher positions politically or not, you know, that you look up to? <laughs> you can just give me like, you know, a couple. You said political or not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I don't know if I really aspire any like large national figures. Um, yeah. I think for me, like my biggest impact has been local. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's let's let's. I should have said more so local political. Oh, cool, cool, cool. I didn't mean political as well, like Obama. Right, right, right. Yeah, cool, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like for me, um, people off the top of my head. So I'm going to say Haroon Rashid, my 10th grade history teacher, right? Uh, um, Todd, I call him Todd now. I can't even remember what his last name is. But my third grade teacher, first black male, first black teacher and black male teacher. I ever had Mm. and did not have another one until fifth grade. Wow. Um, 
I think for me, having a black man as a teacher in third grade made me realize I could do whatever I wanted because mm. um, it, it was such an anomaly to me. Yeah. Um, and then Haroon, one of, and one of the biggest things Haroon said to me, and it's kind of relevant to this conversation, but he said, uh, history repeats itself. Right. And, and obviously we, we learn a history. So it was uh, applicable to whatever he was teaching. Exactly. But when I think about every aspect of the world and of life, history repeats itself. If, when you don't know your history, mm-hmm. it's bound to repeat itself. Yeah. Um, Marcy Leonard, this small white Jewish woman, uh, my high school principal would not have gra- lit literally would not have graduated without her. Mm. Um, and I and Willie Flowers, the current um, president of the Howard County branch of NAACP and the Maryland uh, State Conference of NAACP. So he's actually doing them both. But one of the realest niggas I know, and uh, definitely out here, um, for the people without a uh, without a care of who who has anything to say and i think just that level of peace uh has definitely shifted my mindset and little do you know you know because you you work you're you're involved with uh kids as well little do you know you know like you said with the third grade teacher you seeing that that was the first time seeing a, a a black male in a um influential you know uh position like that it was truly inspiring for you Little do you know, you're that same figure now, you know, whether, you know, the kid admits it or not, you know, 15 years from now, if that kid is ever featured on a podcast, he'll probably, you know, say the exact same thing. And, you know, it's funny that you, funny that you say that. I, um, you, I've been working with kids ever since I was working. And one of the kids I used to work with uh, recently moved to Charlotte. Mm. So I went and was rapping with him last night to fucking like two o'clock in the morning. Uh and what's crazy when you when you think about this this uh, exterior that that black men feel like they gotta show up until you reach a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. So this is Mister Tough Guy. Yeah. I Mister I have no feelings, Mister mm-hmm. Can nobody fuck with me? Yeah. Um, Yo said to me last night, uh, "Thank you, you saved my life." Mm. And I was like, well, "You you your ass said this, right?" Um, and so it's just crazy because I, I never. I never, I never thought I would be that person because I really just be. I uh, was telling somebody sometime recent that like, as I approach thirty, this is the first time in life that I don't feel lost. Like up until now, I just been fucking taking a date. I don't know how the fuck I got here. Most of the shit I done done, right? Like this is the first time in life where I'm actually doing shit intentional of Mm -hmm. like, cool, I want to do this. I want to be this person. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's interesting that when we look at the past 29 years, right? Like apparently I have been doing shit, but to to no fault of my own. Because we're our biggest critic, you know what I mean? Yeah. But whether, you know, you said you were lost in the sauce or whatever, regardless, you were genuine as a person right. you were you you was really you you was genuine and that's all it takes for people to gravitate towards and really look up to it doesn't take any you know smoke and mirrors or dog and pony show it just takes a genuine person you know what i mean who's really looking out for others well-being which is you know full circle why you're involved in the community why you're for the people by the people and like you said history repeats itself you know what i mean so that person that you influence He's going to take that and run with an influence on beneath him one day. You know what I mean? But um, and I think going back to your, your question before, mm-hmm. that's when that's when I'm comfortable bowing out, right? I, I think the only reason I do what I do, I'm involved in with and I'm involved in, because I I feel like there's that right now I'm in a space where you have to look a certain way, you have to be a certain way, you have to act a certain way, and so once I feel like cool, every everyone is genuine, mm-hmm. right? Like. I don't have to agree with you, but at least I know that you're you. Exactly. Um, and w- when I feel like I've had that level of influence of like, whether it's politics, whether it's community activities, community programs, it's just a genuine ass space. Cool. Y'all got it. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't even want to be don't like, I'm lazy as fuck. If there's one mm-hmm. thing I realize, I'm lazy. Yeah. So, 
So you want to do your, it's crazy. Yo, <laughs> since you say you're lazy, that makes me think of a, a, a quote that I like, I don't want to say I live by, but I completely understand. Bill Gates uh, used to say he would hire his laziest uh, personnel for his toughest assignments. That's real. Because they would find the easiest way to do it. Absolutely. So let's, work, hard, work smarter, not harder. Exactly. And that's what you're saying. You're like, listen, I'm going to do it to the point where I know, okay, yeah, I've done it full intentions with, you know, complete, genuine uh, aspiration towards it. And I got it to the point where I see that it's done its job. Cool. That's all I need to do. I can walk away with it. Right. You're not trying to, you know, hold on and build more and fix what's already fixed. And yeah, so nah, that, So I was talking to my dad a couple of weeks ago and he said, uh, my my parents realized that I was smart when my fourth grade teacher called home and basically was like, I'm not doing no homework. Like, I literally don't turn shit in. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't. And I don't even remember this. But he's like, I. She, he was saying that the teacher was like, I don't want you to be too concerned because he's still acing every test. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do his homework. And when I asked him today, he told me it was pointless. Mm. I was like, I said that shit. That do sound like some shit I would say. Yeah. But the same thing of like, yo, why are we why are we doing shit that don't yeah. matter? Right? Yeah. Like, let's the direct route. We don't need to go to loop de loop. Like that was one of those you congratulations, you passed the real test. <laughs> right. You 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 beat the matrix. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those moments. But still, yeah, nah, we're listen, we're the chosen ones, man. We realize, you know, what is it? We took the blue pill? Which, yo, pill? which is a whole you I'm not sure how serious you are, but actually like a way of life and thinking that I have recently come into that I realized like and I think that's what's wrong with the world is we don't teach people to think mm-hmm. right we teach people to follow yep. right to, to follow suit follow order uh, but yeah no nah, nah, exactly and, and it's just nah we're on the same page it's like living is more is realizing more and more you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now nah, we're on the same page. And then when you <laughs> when you realize how fucked up the world is, right? Yeah. And, then, and 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 that's kind of what I was going back to in terms of uh, realizing I may not see it all, mm-hmm. right? Being at peace with like the world is really fucked up. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I've I've recently found and I refuse to let go is like this sense of inner peace, mm-hmm. right? Like out of all the shit going on in the world, I feel good. Yeah, better than I've ever felt. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like. I'm gonna do what I can, but I'm not. I'm not risking my peace yeah, over it. You're not gonna jump. Yeah, sure. I'll do this it. elected official thing, but I'm not risking my peace over it. Yeah, yeah, nah, absolutely. <clears throat> so let me ask you this. Um, you know, you, you just listed out. You know, shout out a few. You know, mentors or idols. Um, you know, growing up. As far as the black community, why aren't there as many African Americans and? political or just leadership roles that are really you know at a at a higher there are plenty right this is not to overshadow but not on, a, on a more you know uh, uh higher statue I, I guess i can i guess i can say do you think it's because you know for the fact of with everything it's just harder for you know blacks to excel especially in positions with a voice especially in this world or do you think it's that we you know um uh, fear that you know may stem from whether it's lack of knowledge or on our end of just fear of what may come from it so i i actually really fuck with this question thank you um and i'm a i'm gonna say this and 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 this is not to down any other culture race ethnicity anything Mm -hmm. but i think that the black community is smarter than they realize Mm -hmm. right and so again i work in local government i work with elected officials and one of the things that i recognize is while there may not be many individuals in the black community that hold official elected titles Mm -hmm. but they are running their communities yeah right so when i think about the work i do on the local level we have elected officials, right? So we do a lot of community outreach work. We have elected officials who don't know much about what's going on in the community. So they go to the neighborhood grandmother, mm-hmm. right? They go to the the unk that knows all the kids, yeah, right? And, and so it's like, 
and that's going back to what I was saying before around like this whole idea of like formal knowledge versus informal knowledge. Mm-hmm. They are there and they yeah. are leading communities and like they are what's holding us together and why we are. When I think about how and why I am, how I've gotten to this point just in, in terms of simple survival and staying alive, it's because of the black people in my community that looked out, right? And, mm-hmm. and that, that uh, we, I grew up in, in we called their called Pal Center, Police Athletic League, something, but basically like community centers, rec centers, yeah. right? Ran by volunteers, volunteer, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think first we we do exist, uh, but I think the the second piece of it is because because you live in my community, because I can make sure you're good. Um, sometimes we don't see the value in elevating our power um, because sometimes we can be short-sighted, right? And so for me, I can say I have had this view of let me make sure everybody else is good. And now I'm kind of shifting to like, well, let me make sure my family is good. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes some folks are the opposite, right? So they live in a like, as long as my family is good, I'm good without really looking at like, Yo, let me make sure everybody's good. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that one is is better than the other or worse than the other. Um, and and I'll say that's honestly where what I'm trying to figure out in life now is like what what is a better use of energy? Mm. Right? Like, do you go big and hope your family is consumed in that? Or do you simply focus on your family unit, whatever you may identify as that, and hope the best for everybody else yeah that's right? a great question to ask yourself i ain't got the answer but it, yeah, it at least yeah. came up with the question right yeah no that is a great one no absolutely so um for one for for one of the last questions this one of course is is has to be one of the heavy hitters so i'm gonna ask you this being vice president of a naacp chapter Systematic racism in America, which stems from, you know, its laws and regulations, you know, most specifically ones that, you know, protect, you know, a lot of dirty stuff that goes on, like police killings and brutalities amongst us, amongst minorities. You know, of course, you won't be able to fix it overnight. But what's your take on it as far as, you know, the systematic racism in this country? With all these police killings going on, and of course the one in um, with uh, with um, uh, I was not Freddie Gray, um, the one in Minnesota, um, the most recent one, George Floyd. Yeah, the 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 officer that you know murdered George Floyd. Yeah, he got charged, but I. They had to, they had to, or else they know this country was going to, but it's so many, exact same case, murdered by police that haven't been touched because of these laws and regulations that back them up. All they're getting is paid leave or paid vacations after killing people. So as being a part of the NAACP, you know, what do you see going forward with, you know, whether changing that or just changing the whole picture of the systematic racism and oppression that takes place? So my, uh, I have three younger systems, three younger sisters, uh, and so they 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 the hip ones that that keep me hip. But my sisters say, uh, throw throw the whole shit away, mm. and 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 that's definitely how I feel. And 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 I'll definitely say as a two things. One, as I I watch, I have a sister that is fourteen and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, dear world. Get this shit right, because them motherfuckers coming up behind these millennials, they not taking none of this yo. shit, right? <laughs> right. Yo, so, so, so first step is is you got a good ten years, mm-hmm. because once they become legal, mm-hmm. the the I recently joined TikTok, so the, the shit I seen around people putting their parents out there not giving yo. a right. So you, dear world, that's a great point. <laughs> get it together, <laughs> yeah. Because in in ten years, they they coming with no gloves, mm. right? Um, but I think that what I would love to see, what I feel like it takes is honestly to throw the whole system away. Yeah. Right. And I'm talking in, in the, it's so inter, and when we talk about systematic racism and how 
racism interweaved into a system, mm-hmm. we need to recognize that systematic racism means that that system runs off of racism. Yeah, right. Literally. So you cannot fix it, right? Get rid of the system and create a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we look at all of our systems, they're interweaved, right? In our education system, we have a uh, school-to-prison pipeline, right? One of the, the biggest things, and it's crazy because I, I talk about Troy Todd being my first. I wanted to be a teacher, but I was that kid in middle school. Like, why is – I've never been to jail, but why do I feel like school is so much like jail, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm, I'm confused. Why are you forcing me to walk in a line? Yeah. I, I seen this on, on TV. Like, all I need is a jumpsuit. Like, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think just really rethinking every system, right? Education, healthcare, criminal justice, um, throw it all away and, and recreate it. I, I don't, I, I am, am, I spent a really long time working in human services, right? So long story short, like social work type stuff. Um, and, and I'll say I, I don't understand authentically don't understand the purpose of police departments right like I, i'm all about public safety mm-hmm. but when it comes to all the things that police departments, so I, I am one that is defund the police right mm-hmm. like when i look at the money that we the millions and trillions of dollars we mm-hmm. put into police departments but uh to to get kids reading assistance or math assistance or or families food right mm-hmm. there literally is no money for it yeah um and so what does it take? Throw it all away and start over. We know the problem. We've looked at the problem for years and years. We can create a system without any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing that we, and this is kind of the part that drives me, like we have the power to do it. There's no, the people are the power, right? So there's nobody telling us, oh, we can't do that. Why not, right? And and to me, when you when you step in the way of that, and, and so one of the things, one of the, the sayings we have in the LACP is, we don't have friends or enemies. We have interests, right? So I'm a proud independent, right? Like I don't believe in in being a Democrat or a Republican, right? Like what are policies that support the people? You, I have worked with Republican county executives that I really enjoyed. I've worked with Democrat county executives that I really enjoyed, right? Um, but really just looking at what are the interests of the people and building a system off of that. Everything else, you can go. Yeah. You can go. So what's... What do you think is the holdup? And this, and this, and it, let me be clear: the holdup is towards us because recently, with the Asian uh, crime stopping law and whatnot, that was taken into action immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have been, been we have been being killed by police for generations. You know what I mean? We've been attacked and killed by and, and lynched. You know, from eighteen sixties to now. For, for for generations, it's always been happening, but no laws or protection laws have been put into place against us. But recently, with the Asian, you know, community with the with the um you know with the, with the discrimination and hate that they've been seeing, especially since uh, COVID take uh, took place, I mean, it went into action like that. So, what do you what would you say is what's what's the hesitation about you know as far as you know having our back? Um. We are. You think it's us? I do. I, I think that the who, whoever thought of it w- was brilliant because it still exists in today. But the, the more that they and whoever they can be can keep the black community separated as a community uh, and, and we have a, a lack of unification, whatever, whatever will continue to happen to us. But the moment that we realize like... And I... And, We've been primed to think this way. But the, the moment that we recognize, like, yo, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how you wrong me, I still fuck with you. You still my brother. And I still got your back. We going to be unstoppable. Right? And so, and so I think about, like, for me, I've really shifted to really looking at, like, all black people as my family. Right? Because I think about my family. I fight with them motherfuckers all day, every day. Mm-hmm. But can't nobody say shit about my family. Right? Right? Like... I can talk shit about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're really when we look at our community and really think about like, because often you, we, we, mo- we move to a prominent 
white area or a high income area and we good we don't care about the hood no more right mm-hmm. we don't care about the trenches mm-hmm. um and really letting go in that mindset of like yo there we have not made it until all of our people have made it and so when when we really start looking at our community as our community um no matter where they are in the country no matter where they are in the world because it also extends past the america yeah right and really being this this unstoppable force the world is ours and not even in a conquering way but i think that it's easy to fuck with people that let you fuck with them yeah but once you know you can't fuck with somebody you and 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 look at the same thing you said about the the george floyd case they knew that if that that was not a, a guilty verdict the country's gonna go crazy mm-hmm. cool so i'm gonna get y'all this one mm-hmm. but we need more of them in every case i don't care yeah. what it is right don't fuck with us mm, okay i see what you're saying okay i see what you're saying now um and no i've i completely agree with um in the aspect we're holding ourselves back because we're i mean we just make it so much easier yep with you know the the self beef over you know neighborhoods or the killings of ourselves or you know just downgrading ourselves or just you know accepting the the little scraps that they hand out to keep us down we're making it so much easier for you know for for them and granted, it's 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 designed that way. Yeah, right? like, literally. It's, but we 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 took the bait. Yeah, right? absolutely. And so the moment the moment that we stop eating the bait, and moment that we stop realizing, like, and and I I get disappointed because money is important. I think being financially stable is important. But we still chasing a dollar, right? Yeah. And so again, anybody that can wave a dollar at us, you yeah. got our soul. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what's what's happening and then i mean just just like like we said earlier with the commercials and the black the black community once we got involved with voting look what we did right electoral college no we got trump out of office that right. was us every t- every time every, oh, yo. and and what's what's crazy and and this is where I, I try not to be frustrated because i hate like personally, as an individual, I hate being played like a fool, mm-hmm. right? So it's crazy to me to think that like, oh no, people don't know this game. But people know if you want to win an election, get the black vote. That's it, right? But black people don't realize that mm-hmm. we control the election. Yeah, right. But they know like any big and on the local level, state level. Prime example: our governor of Maryland mm-hmm. just pardoned thirty people who were lynched. Back in like the 1800s, as this like secret is, he about to run for president, mm-hmm. right? But as the secret attempt of like, oh, let me get black people on my side, mm. right? I'm for y'all. Mm. But we take bait, like, yeah. God rest their souls. It should have yeah. never happened. Right. But you are the fucking governor, right? You have so many opportunities to change so many systems, right? Mm-hmm. Rebuild shit, mm-hmm. but you're gonna pardon some dead people, yeah. But we we just happy we happy as hell, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh yeah, we got a little monument now. We got some mm-hmm. names on the plaque, and it's just like, yo, what? Yo, I and I I first handedly saw that last year during the George Floyd marches when it initially took place, and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor. Like when you know the marches took place, I was in D.C. Um, and I I was I was marching or whatever, and I remember this like kind of pissed me off. The Black Lives Matter block in D.C. So when we was marching, it's like, you know, they laid out this street for us to have Black Lives Matter paved on it or painted on it. And man, we took that and ran with it. I mean, during in the middle of the march, seen that shit. people were people were like they were playing music mm-hmm. and like 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 dancing yeah. on that block. And I'm like, yo, this is such a like like such a distraction and setup and trap that they laid out for us. Hey man, let's 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 give their ass this block paint Black Lives Matter. They'll 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 feel good about it. So here's the thing, and I, I think what black people need to realize is we can do both. Right, we we mm-hmm. feel like you have to, and it go. You said something earlier around like you you gotta live on one side, mm-hmm. and it's like no. Nah. If it's one thing I love about being black, and I, I've I've recognized this more recently, but like, no matter what, we gonna have some fun. Mm-hmm. We gonna make some fun out of anything. Out of anything, we can do that and still hold motherfuckers accountable. Mm-hmm. Right, I will laugh with you, and still ask you for what you owe me. Mm-hmm. Right, that doesn't stop. We we can joke all day, but yeah. if you owe me money, you owe me money. Right. And I think that we feel like, oh, no, if I, I got a key key in order to make it. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I demand too much, then I, then they're going to take me out. And it's kind of like you can do both. Yeah. Right. Like be, be one with it. And, and I'm not about like 
contrary to everything I've said, right? Like I'm I'm not about this like all all white people are bad, all down with the white man, but I do think that there is a, a privilege that comes with being white. Mm-hmm. There there is a a, a a level of bullshit you don't have to deal with, mm-hmm. and until white people recognize that and and deal with that, um, they're fucking us over. I don't know how nice to say that. Yeah, they're slowly they're slowly starting to realize it. Now it's a matter of are they going to apply pressure for the change? Because they realize it. They definitely and, and, that, and that's the, it more. And that, to me, that's what's key. Nothing yeah, else. Yeah, I don't want to see a post. Mm-hmm. I, if if you not out here fighting the same way I'm fighting, mm-hmm. then then it's it's phony to me. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, like the, it, it's actually unfortunate because I, I growing up in the community I grow up grew up in, I have a lot of friends that are white. Mm-hmm. But really, just seeing where people stand in levels of comfort. Yeah. And it's like. You are comfortable liking a status around me, fearing for my life, but not comfortable responding to your uncle when he's saying some racist ass shit at the dinner table, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, yeah, you either in or you out, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You this whole half step in, nah. Yeah, I feel you. But land of the free, right? <clears throat> Listen. <laughs> Um, that is all the time that we have for now. I know we could have gone on a lot more, but I seriously thank you for stopping by, man. Shout out to Corey. You know what I'm saying? Um, is it any, uh, do you have a, a social media platform that you would like the people to tap in with? I do. I went, uh, I went MIA for a little bit, but I'm, I'm coming back. All right. But, uh. Cause I'm pretty sure a lot of people, you know, are intrigued and, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like um. I, I I have recently discovered Black Twitter, so so recently. I yeah, it, it's embarrassing, yeah. but I'm but, in, I'm in fucking love. Better late than never. Yes. Yeah. So uh, definitely holler at me on on Twitter, Mr. Jones, M I S T E R underscore J O N E S. Um, Instagram, the numbers six thirteen. The numbers six thirteen. Is that spelled out? It is. So that's, t- that's so the T-H- funny thing. T-H-E. Yeah, it's all spelled out. <laughs> the numbers 613 spelled out, plain and simple. Again, man, thank you for popping up, man. Um, for all my listeners and viewers, whether you're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be, uh, if you like what you heard, like what you saw, make sure that you hit subscribe and share so you can be kept up to date on all the latest new episodes. Until next time, everybody, make sure that y'all stay safe, stay sane, and most importantly, stay blessed. Peace.